Business leaders today need to go beyond meetings and management. There are action steps that nearly every leader needs to know to align with their core values and get the important priorities done. Welcome to the Grow Forward Today podcast with Paul D. Casey. Whether you're just starting out as a leader in your organization or have been a seasoned professional who wants to explore new ideas and practices, this will be an enlightening and highly applicable program. And now, your host, Paul Casey. Feeling a little down today, under the weather? Well, good thing you're listening to this podcast today. Today on episode 15 of the Grow Forward Today podcast, you'll meet my guest, Bob Brum, giving enthusiastic encouragement to provoke positive action. Let's learn from this encouragement engineer and how it can power your generator for personal leadership development. Ready to grow forward? Welcome, friends. I heard a speaker once say, everyone you meet today is encouragement deprived. Whoa, let me repeat that. Everyone you meet today is encouragement deprived. That means that absolutely no one you interact with today is saying, yeah, I'm good. No more affirmation or validation or inspiration needed. Keep your compliments to yourself already. Sobering to think about, huh? Even if you think you're already good at encouraging others, heck, it's in my own personal mission statement, you probably need to be dishing it out more often than you are now. Mark Twain said he could live two months on a good compliment. So there is power in our words to make or break someone's day, and we must fully step into that positive power to help people leave our presence better than when they greeted us. My guest today is Bob Brum. Here's a little bit about Bob. He's a professional award-winning speaker, author, and encouragement engineer, serving corporate, collegiate, sales, and youth organizations and individuals with encouraging keynotes or workshop presentations. Bob guides audiences to achieve personal and professional growth with positive encouragement and action plans that combat the negativity that inundates our daily lives. Bob is a top-selling author of eight books and has been a guest on internationally recognized media outlets regarding his encouraging, positive perspective, and action-oriented strategies. Bob also created his own podcast, the Encouragement Engineer Podcast, to reach out to listeners to combat that negativity that inundates our daily lives with positive perspective and positive actions. His podcast was recently recognized as one of the top 10% of global listeners of over 2.7 million podcasts. I can't believe it's that many now. Wow. With his diverse professional background in accounting business and over 25 years in IT and telecommunications, and as a husband and father of three boys, Bob can relate to many audiences through his personal and professional struggles and successes. And I was on his Encouragement Engineer podcast recently, had such a good time that I wanted to interview him too. So welcome, Bob. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on today. Well, Bob, you describe yourself as an encouragement engineer. So tell us why that fits who you are and your message that you want others to grasp. Well, let's talk about that that statistic you threw out there that most people don't carry any type of encouragement with them or don't, you know, they're always deprived of that. And that's what I, I found a lot in my dealings with people. There was always the naysayers and we can all go there, but why not be different? As an encouragement engineer, I help people to see just that little bit of difference that maybe that situation you're in could be positive. Maybe the actions you're taking could become positive. And what is that going to do for people? 
I think it's so critical that they see hope, that they see an opportunity in events that may occur in their life. And we're all going to have events occur in our lives, but how can we change that so we can continue to move on through our life, continue to see a positive in our life, no matter what occurs to us, because we're all going to have things that occur to us. So true. And I love that message of hope. I can't I think it was Napoleon that said uh, leaders are dealers in hope. And yeah. I, I think I think we have to we have to be an army of one with being that hope speaker into people's lives because they may not get it from someone else. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. And that's, you know, the sad reality of our, of our society. People may not get that at home. They may not get that at work. But I mean, all you got to do is turn on the news and you just you'll feel like blah. Mm. So one, don't do that. But two, what about the encouragement? You can do this, you know, for yourself. You can take time out of your busy day because we all get inundated with everything all the time. Step outside and look at the blue sky if you have the opportunity. Look at the green grass. Look at the white snow if you're in the north. It doesn't matter. Go outside and enjoy that natural beauty that's around us. We have that ability within our grasp. And I think we need to definitely take, you know, more advantage of that and realize these great values we have within us and around us. So good. I'm, I'm reading the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Uh, and it's more of a faith-based book that tells us to slow down, like yeah. practice one day off a week and go into solitude and uh, simplify your life. Those are like the three main points of the book. And it talks about like, put yourself in positions to slow down and have to wait for something like pick the longest line in the grocery store, which is so <laughs> counterintuitive. Yeah. And so I, so I was like, okay, so why would I do that? And yeah. he's like, so you can just sort of take stock of your, of where you're at emotionally, you know, meant to be mindful. And then when you get to the, the actual person that's ringing you up, the cashier, you could say something powerful to them, you know, and make their day and have conversation. I just think that's probably a little way to apply your message, right? <laughs> well, you bring up a great point because I did this the other day and I had to go through the drive through and it was at lunchtime and there was a huge line. I literally sat in the line for just about a half an hour. Wow. And when I finally got to the, the checkout girl, um, just say a nice comment. Hey, I appreciate your smile. Hey, I know you're working hard today. Thank you for being here. Something just simple like that, because you know, that's not an easy job. You're frustrated because you've been sitting in a line, but what can we do that, you know, will brighten yourself? Because when you see somebody else smile, guess what? You're smiling. And yep. I think that's, that's critical in our society today. Share a smile, if nothing else. So, Bob, it hasn't always been sunshine and roses for you, right? You've had some discouraging circumstances that happened early in your life that could have taken you down the path of negativity. So what happened? How did you turn your perspective to the positive? Well, when I was six years old, I, I lost my mother to cancer. I mm. didn't understand why I was six years old. You know, I didn't really understand she was sick. Um, two months later, I lost my grandmother. Christmas Day that same year, I lost my grandfather. Um, and there's this reality thing in life that we all will experience is called death. Okay. But I experienced a little earlier than most people in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that could have, I could have sunk, sunk in my sorrow and stayed that way. But as I got older and this kept occurring, cause I had older relatives, I realized there is something to learn from this. Um, and it, it was that idea that, you know what, we can get through things that will happen in our life. Will it be easy at the time? no. But as we learn, as we grow, we can see the benefits of going through that, the strength we can build in ourselves, the strength we can learn from an event. And looking at that differently 
allowed me to grow and understand, you know, these events and understand the benefit of hardships in our life. And, you know, there's a lot that continued to go on as I grew older, and it still does to this day. But the perspective now is that, okay, you know what, it's, it can be okay, it will be okay, as long as I'm going to be here, it won't be easy if I lose a loved one. I lost my dad um, about seven and oh, nine years ago, it'll be 10 years this year, I think. Um, and I remember after he passed, my aunt told me, you know, you can't, you know, he's not going to be here, but you can't take away what he put in your heart. And that's something I, you know, something that somebody said to me that said, Hey, look at this perspective a little differently and realize the benefit of, it's not a benefit when somebody dies necessarily, but the value you have from that person being in your life is so valuable that's the key that we can carry with us. That's the experience, the feelings we got from that person are great things that we can carry forward in our life. That's so good. The value, and when you, when you experience a death yeah. and you're grieving in that process, value what you have from their life. I, I just love that perspective. Um, obviously, you're still crying while you're thinking of that. It probably will make you cry yeah. while, you're, while you're thinking of that, but that's how to, how to turn a very dark situation into one of uh, celebration, gratitude for uh, what that person meant to you. I love that. Thanks. And it, it's, it is that, I mean, we, death, I think is, is so permanent that it's something we definitely need to be able to come out of the, you know, the, the darkness of, and enjoy, like I said, the, the, the fact that that person was in your life, the fact that they, you know, put into you um, is critical. Yeah, and I think that would apply also to um, a divorce, a breakup, a friend who's moved away. Um, you know, when you when you're not in the same workplace and you've lost all those work friends, yeah. uh, any any of those situations, I think that principle would apply. Definitely, definitely. And remember that thing in our pocket; it is still a phone, so we can call people. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but there's inertia to get yeah, it from my pocket up to my face. Yeah. <laughs> no. Everybody wants to thumb dial. You know, it's like okay if you want to dial that way, fine. But call somebody and hear their voice, even with the technology we have. You know, you can get on a Zoom call and see their face. So, you know, we have the abilities. Did someone help you as a child and a youth? Uh, maybe it was like a mentor or an extended family member that helped you turn that perspective from, you know, why me to uh, I can make the best out of this? Luckily, having older relatives, yeah. I, um, my father and my uncle, um, they were, I was raised, my father was a World War II veteran. So I was raised by an older generation. And so it was kind of a skip generation for most of my friends' parents. And so there was a, you know, an attitude of you're always going to work hard and you got to get through. You just kind of kind of bear down and get it. But at the same time, they had big hearts. And my uncle would always be the one there to, to comfort and help you understand things. He became, he was a minister. Um, and so he, he would help get through some of those moments with, you know, passages of, of the Bible and helping you understand how it, you know, how it was going to work and make sure you try to enjoy, because as young children, you want to make sure you have an, the kids have a normal life, if you will. And I saw that in them doing that. 
I always remember my dad, you know, he could be mowing the lawn and we had two cherry trees in our backyard or two apple trees. My brother and I would climb up on them and he'd pull our legs, you know, as we're, we're climbing or hanging our legs off the tree, he'd pull our legs a little bit going through the mowing. So he would even try to play with us as we did work, you know, um, so the element of fun that to make sure we had normalcy in our lives. Um, and that was always something I remember both them doing is trying to make sure we had normal lives as children. A great memory. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about your message, Bob. You encourage your audiences to make things happen. How do encouragement and action go together? Well, you're not going to get anything done if you're just sitting there. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you can contemplate all you want, but this, the fact is you got to take action to get something done. And that's where the encouragement comes into play in a big scale. Because a lot of people, well, they, you know, they would have, they would have, could have, should have things to death, and they never get anything done. You got to stop asking the questions sometimes and step into it. And a lot of times that's the scary part is, you know, people will ask the questions that they fear first and they build up this fear in their mind. And the fact is, we're no, none of us are fortune tellers. So we don't know what's really going to happen in the future. So why are you putting this premonition of negativity in front of your actions? You don't need to do that. Take the action and see what happens. I always give an idea when I'm speaking to groups is what if you, you know, you want to ask a girl out on a date, what do you do? You go ask, right? And what if, you know, are you afraid of two letters? The answer, no. Or are you afraid of three letters with possibilities? Yes. I like the idea of the yes and the possibilities of who you, you know, what you can do, what you, how you're going to, you know, enjoy your time together, those types of things if she says no okay that's two letters move on and then you know try something else but you got to take that action first and that action is critical i mean if you know you want something strong enough in your in your mind and in your heart you're gonna find a way to do it and that action is critical to go after that and achieve that goal that you want no matter what it is and that's part of that encouragement and action how they fit together so well well, I would assume you subscribe to the uh, act your way into a feeling, don't feel your way into an action. You'd be in that tribe, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's like a bull in a china shop, but, you know, it works out for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, have, I have a friend. He's just like, you know, it, it can't hurt to ask. Um, and, yeah. of course, you'll never get it if you don't. Yeah. I, he told a story of like walking up to uh i think it was like imagine dragons was was there and he he just thought you know i'm just gonna walk up to to someone in the band and just yeah. ask if i could interview them or it was just funny like you know most of us would be horrified to like yeah. try to approach a big star celebrity right and he just goes in with a well all i could say is no yeah and it's it's it, boy it's just counterintuitive to the fear that we tell ourselves so you probably have some techniques to uh to help people push through that fear well and you bring up a great one right there first of all everybody everybody's you know a person first they put on their pants just like you do one leg at a time <laughs> and people always do this in the in corporate offices you know and i remember going into an elevator and the ceo came into the elevator and i said oh hey john how are you and people kind of looked at me like what what are you doing i said his name is John, you know, it's like, uh, but they're like, no, that's, that's a CEO. Yeah. Okay. That's his title. But you know, people are people first and you, you got to get past that scenario of um, that stigma, if you will, that, oh, here's, you know, 
this title of a person, their mommy, their daddy, their uncle, their grandpa, their people first. And I think, you know, that's important to realize that because that, that really brings a connection because that makes us, it puts us on an equal playing field, if you will. Yeah, that's a good thing to remember uh, in business. If you're walking into a room, you're pitching your services or you're in a company and you're with the executive team and you get called up to the the C-suite meeting to do a report and all that fear just shoots through your body. And it's like, they're just people. They yeah. they watch their kids' soccer games on the right. weekend, and they yeah. uh, their cat threw up on their couch this morning. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you know they they got the same things you have. It's just you know, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it takes some of the fear out for sure. Yeah. Well, well, sometimes in our current world and with the obstacles in our lives, it's hard to be optimistic. So, what tips? Would you give a recovering pessimist, in case there are any listening today, uh, in order to change their perspective? I love that recovering pessimist. <laughs> and it, it, this, this is always an interesting idea because um, encouragement or positivity isn't Pollyanna. It does work. Does it work immediately? Not necessarily. Um, there, there's things you're going to say that can, you know, you can do mantras, you can do all kinds of different things. Um, you know, I always bring up an example when you're in traffic. Okay. You say, okay, I, you can tell yourself, okay, this could be a great drive. It's a great drive. And then you have the person that's weaving in and out of traffic, going, speeding up, riding on your tail, cutting you off. And you want to tell them they're number one, but you got to stop and you got to respond instead of react. What happens if you don't know what's going on in their life? They could be trying to get home to a, an emergency at the hospital. Their wife could be pregnant. It could be a child could be hurt. You don't know what's going on, but are you okay? If you're okay, lay off, you know, let it go. We have to learn to let go of things in our mind and things we think we can control. We can't, (laughs) you know, I mean, again, there's three great realities in life, death, taxes, and change. And we can't (laughs) control any of that. So, you know, we can vote for taxes, but 10 to one, it may, you know, it may go up, may go down. Death, we're not in control of. And change is inevitable. So, our, our ability is to be able to respond to that properly. And doing that is something we all have for our life. We have the ability to respond to life events. And immediately, it's not always going to be, you know, this is great, this is great, this is great, because that's not, you know, feasible necessarily in some situations. But knowing you have great abilities within you, knowing you have great value that you can grow from, that you can expand with that great value you have within you, over a situation, put your value at a higher level than the situation. I think that's important for people. Know your extreme value is so critical. The situation is just that. It's a situation. It will pass. It's a snapshot in our lives. It is not our life scenario. Yeah, that that traffic illustration, I've, I've heard that one before, that when someone <laughs> blows past you and weaves in and out, um, you've got to tell yourself something in that moment. It's usually the reaction <laughs> one, but the respond yeah. is to, boy, that person must really have something urgent to get to today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I've had people do that to me and it, yeah, I don't know what's going on in their head, but okay. You know, uh, I prefer to be in one piece when I get to my destination. <laughs> Ooh, that's another good line. Yeah. I prefer to be in one piece. Yes. <laughs> I prefer not to get a ticket today. Yeah. Uh, there, there's yeah. some, there's some good choices that we can empower ourselves with. Yeah. But you have great value 
over your situation. I think that's a very powerful mindset to have, to not be taken hostage by your emotions, right? You probably, you probably, you probably coach a lot of people that uh, previously were taken hostage by their emotions and now you're trying to help them move in their mindset. And yeah, and that's piece of the the engineering piece, if you will, that takes them out of the immediate situation. It says, okay, look over here just a little bit. What are you doing with that? How are you looking at that? Is that benefiting you? I had somebody on my podcast recently that said, if you're fearful about something, talk to that fear and ask it reality-based questions. Is this true? Is this real? What do I need to be fearful of? And have that conversation. And when you start to have that conversation, your mind is like, you need to be out of my life. Let's, let's, you know, you, you'll realize your great value and your strength. And all of a sudden you're off on a, a better tangent, better is perspective of what you want to do in your life. That makes total sense because I think we, we uh, disengage our frontal lobe when we go into the fear mode or anger or any of the emotions. So we start talking to the fear, like it's a person and it sort yeah, of brings you back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I shared it on one, one of my other podcasts that, you know, to fear it's like, I see you, but you're, you don't get to drive. Right. There you, <laughs> you go. You can't take the wheel. Right. You can't take the wheel, <laughs> but you're here with me for the ride. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like that's really the the message for from you is the the locus of control, right? Is it external? Is it an internal locus of control? And I think all of us can admit that we give too much power to what we worry about and those things, like you said, death, taxes, and so many other things. I heard 85% of the things we worry about don't even come true. Right, right. Yeah. So why are we putting that much effort in it? Why are we carrying that bag of rocks with us everywhere? Don't need that, you know? The bag of rocks. All yeah. right, listeners, don't carry the bag. Put it down. Put down the bag of rocks today. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, how does the habit of making assumptions hurt your life, Bob? What Instead, what would you recommend instead of that? Let me ask you this. For all those that are married, if you assume something, how often were you right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. When we assume things, that just gets us into trouble. I think we're thinking ahead of ourselves. And, you know, that they can be good. I mean, assuming can be different than preparation. So I think with assumptions, you may not have all the facts. Preparation, you gather all the facts that you are within your power to be able to grab. And if you don't have them all, then you can consult a professional, okay? And you can do that same scenario um, with uh, assuming. You need to gather more facts, and I think that's important. Don't assume unlimited knowledge. Expand your knowledge so that you can learn more of the situation and grow with that and hang on to that, that value and move forward with that, with that knowledge. That's critical. Probably the best definition of assumptions I've ever heard, Bob. It's thinking ahead of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You're jumping on the tray that's yeah. already leaving the station. And yeah, you <sighs> forgot to put your shoes on, you know, <laughs> it's like, um, <laughs> hang on, wait a second. Yeah, you I've for, done you, that. <laughs> you forgot where this trade is going. You forgot. Right. Uh, yeah. There's probably a lot of things we could attach to that metaphor of uh, jumping on the train before getting the facts. Yeah. Uh, another book I'd recommend is uh, Decisive. And it talks about how we're probably going to make a bad decision if all we have is one idea or one choice yeah. to make. Like we've got to expand 
the uh, the options, and then we're probably going to make a better choice. So I think what you're saying, if I'm if I'm hearing you right, is you've got to you've got to do a little bit of homework yeah. on that situation before you like judge and jury it. Yeah, because it, it gives you the benefit of more knowledge, it gives you the benefit of perspective, um, seeing more than just your viewpoint, your side. Because there's always more, you know, more sides than just yours in this world. We have billions and billions of people. So there's going to be some differences there. But look at those opportunities. Look at those differences so we can learn. Um, I think that's critical to understand, too, with others in your world. We all bleed red. And we want safety for our family. We want to do well. We want to have a roof over our head and be safe. Why not start with that basis in your in your belief, if you will, and any assumptions, you, you've really got to gain some more facts. So, Yeah, and if we don't, we, are, we can get in some serious trouble. Uh, I think anytime I've been in an argument with my wife or someone else and the word assumption came up, um, I always felt bad uttering it, just saying it out loud. Like, well, I assumed that. Yeah. And right there, I know I'm culpable. Yes. You know, I, I've, got, I've got some responsibility in this situation. I should have checked it out. Yeah. You know, and you, you brought up something also that it might be good to even ask a third party, yeah. uh, a coach, a mentor, someone not emotionally attached to the situation. So I'm, I'm assuming you would you would like say, you know, run this past your coach. Oh, definitely. You know, and we do it with I mean, when you have legal questions, you don't ask your your spouse or unless she's an attorney or your mother, you know, um, you ask an attorney. And I think we can do that with other things, too, if we want, you know, pastoral help we go to a priest or to a pastor or to a you know clergy person um those that have that in-depth experience can really help our knowledge and that's what we want we want to gain that breadth of knowledge i think with with any situation i think it's critical Uh, i would i would totally recommend that listeners if you don't have a coach yet um or a support team like bob just described like do you have an attorney you can go to do you have a spiritual leader you can go to an accountant to go to. I, I love my support team. In fact, I don't know what I'd do without them because uh, I'm I'm not smart. So I need to have all of the the people that are good at those things to bounce those off. Well, let's take a quick break. You're listening to the Grow Forward Today podcast on the Voice America Business Channel. You can contact me at my website, growingforwardservices.net, and my guest, Bob Brum, at Bob Brum Speaks, and that's two M's in Brum, bobbrumspeaks.com. When we come back, I'm going to ask Bob about his eight books. So stick around. If you're a manager or supervisor trying to keep your team and yourself engaged, motivated, and accomplishing goals, then you want to check out Bullseye, Paul Casey's membership community for team leaders, coming alongside you to achieve confidence and success in leading your team. Within Bullseye, there are plug-and-play forms and tools, inspirational audios to pump you up, team player videos to play in staff meetings, icebreakers for your one-to-ones, and of course, interaction with Paul and other industry team leaders to chat about how to solve the problems you are wrestling with. Paul will bring on live experts once a month to answer your questions on their expertise, and he will ping you twice a week via text to encourage you in your pursuit of your goals. Finally, there is a resource for anyone who supervises others and wants to develop their potential. Check out Bullseye to find out more and subscribe today for the best rates they'll ever be at growingforwardservices.net. That's growingforwardservices.net. 
You're listening to the Grow Forward Today podcast. If you'd like to know more about Paul Casey or our program, please visit his website at growingforwardservices.net. Now, back to Grow Forward Today. Welcome back to the Grow Forward Today podcast. I'm with my guest, Bob Brum, and Bob's quite the prolific author. So, Bob, tell us about your eight books. Are they are they all around the same theme or are some of them different than others? Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, what I did is I started out with my first book was a money saving strategy book. And that was because when I would be at ball fields with my kids, um, you know, baseball games, soccer games, et cetera several other parents, I'd always be hearing them say, well, I don't know where all my money goes. And that, I was like, what? What, what do you mean you don't know where your money goes? How can that be? And I started to document certain things and saving strategies I did. And as I, I presented, as I was in a Toastmasters group, so I presented a, a session about that. And one of the people in the audience, you need to, she was a teacher at the local university. And she said, you need to teach that to my students. Okay, I'll come in and talk to your students. So I did that. And at the end of it, she goes, you really need to have a book about this. I thought, oh, okay, well, I can do that because I happen to have at least six sections that I talked to them about. I thought, well, I had a couple more, made it eight chapters. <clears throat> and excuse me. And that was my first book was Money Saving Strategies. Because, you know, as a young father, you're raising a family. I was working. My wife was taking care of the kids. All the different things that come up, people get stressed out about finances and where the money goes and what you can save on and different ways to look at things. And I think it was an eye opener for a lot of people because there were scenarios they didn't think of or, or really you found that there, you know, different ways to look for long term growth and things like that for for your money and help it grow. As I progressed from that book, I started to do more personal development type books and so that's where the majority of the others have been is the encouragement, the positive growth, the personal growth, um, the idea of taking action in your life. Uh, one of the books is called um, Life Don't Owe You Nothing. And it was based off the idea of taking that action. You have to get out and make something happen in your life, as we talked about earlier. <clears throat> and the last one is called A Positive Purpose. And that is about the value we have within us. And that value that we have that we can take that action with and get the results we want in our life to be able to see positive results from taking those positive actions, knowing that we have value within us from our creator, knowing that we can take the make the initiative and that with abilities and actions of learning, knowledge, growth um, and taking those actions, we can achieve what we want. <laughs> Well, those those are so good, and uh, I'll take a quick jaunt. You mentioned Toastmasters. Yes. Which, uh, so, what were you in that long in, in Toastmasters? I was in it about two years. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, I went through the first ten speeches very quickly. I, I really liked it, and I started to go to other clubs, being a guest, so I could get those ten done quickly. <laughs> I finished them up in like a month, and then I, I went on to a set, you know another level. And I became vice president of the chapter. I just, I really enjoyed that opportunity that gives you, it gives you a good basis for speaking in front of groups and holding an audience's attention, as well as, you know, talking about things that were interesting and getting the, the feedback, the immediate feedback was very good. Yeah, Bob just did a nice commercial for Toastmasters. I don't get a cut of this, but I've never actually been in a uh, joined one, even though I visited many times. But if, if you want to take your presentation skills to the next level, totally think that's the best way to go is, is Toastmasters. And then you even said the second best way, I think, it 
when you've got a something you're passionate about and you may not think like oh i'm not one of the the best in the world at this but you are better than probably at least 10,000 other people at something and if you get a chance to teach that to students or to your team um, it's going to help you in your presentation skills as well and they will see that i mean if you have presentations at work whatever it may be people can see your growth and i mean we had a person in our club that the first few times she got up to speak, her face would literally go beet red. And you could just <laughs> see the blood rushing to her head and her nerves. <laughs> By the time she got to her 10th speech, it was no problem for her. So, I mean, the growth you get from that at the price you pay for a Toastmasters membership is well worth it. Yeah, I'm speaking on networking a little bit later today. And uh, I, I opened my talk by saying, you want to get better at networking, get better at public speaking. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help you in that way, as you present your elevator speech or, you know, just in the relationship building around you when you go to events. So a lot of good stuff there. Yeah. Are you trying to pump out a book a year or what's your, what's your pace at here? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a couple ideas in the hopper for another book. I wouldn't say every year, but it's, to me, it, it's when the feeling comes from the heart, <clears throat> that's when it's time to get it out there. And and, you know, you jot down ideas. What I do when I formulate a book is I start out with the chapter headings. That Those are my ideas, if you will, for the book. And yep. then I'll, you know, I might rearrange those or whatnot, but then I can go and take, uh, okay, chapter one might be, you know, <clears throat> love or something like that. We'll just say that. And you start writing on that. And then the thought comes about some other piece that's in another chapter. So then you're overwriting in chapter four about something like that. So it's not a formal process of one, two, three, four. But as thoughts come in and all, you know, you get that fire in your in your mind about how, you know, a feeling you have or a thought you have that would be good in the book, write that down and just write it out. Don't, you know, you don't have to be grammatically correct first run. Okay. And then, you know, you're going to rearrange this. You're going to rearrange paragraphs. You're going to rearrange chapters, but get the thoughts down. I think that's critical for a lot of people is just, they say, well, I don't know how to do this. Well, you got to start by taking action. That's writing it down. <clears throat> I don't care if you write it by hand, write, type it on your computer, however you're comfortable with, but get it down. So you're not worrying about it. And these thoughts are bobbling around in your head and all of a sudden you forget it. <clears throat> and I like that chapter outline method for crafting what a book could look like. Yeah. Uh, and what I've done for my books is taken a seminar that I've already done and there's sections already within that yeah. and trying to make those into books, which uh, makes it 60 or 70 percent already written. Right. Yeah, <laughs> because, exactly. Because, and just turning it into something that now people could take it with them. So oftentimes when we're speaking, you probably uh, it's probably the bane of our Bob, when you leave and it just starts slipping away from people if they don't do anything with it. Right. And as a speaker, you just want to, you want to, I, I always end my podcast by saying, if you don't do something within 72 hours, it starts slipping away. Yeah. But a book you can take with you, you can consult it again and get that value. And that's so true because they get to take a piece of you home with them. Mm -hmm. you know, it's definitely there. It's a reminder. They can review it. They can highlight it. They can't highlight you. If they do, you know, it's kind of a little weird, but they, you know. <laughs> that'd be funny. Can I come up and highlight you? Right, yeah. <laughs> Security. Yeah. <laughs> well, you also have a podcast. I got, I got the privilege of being on that. What has, or first, what started you hosting a podcast? <laughs> a question is what started it really. 
I had a friend of mine that asked, I had to pod, I actually had a podcast a long time before I started having guests. Let's put it that way. Okay. And then a friend of mine asked me, Hey, you got a podcast. Can I be a guest on? I said, really never had guests, never thought about it. And that's how it all started. Somebody asked the question again, they <laughs> took that action. And so I thought, okay, let's try this. Let's go with it. And it's just been going for three years now with different guests on all over the world. Um, and it's the idea that, you know, we're looking for the people that have take those positive actions, turn, not necessarily turn their life around, but have gone through things that have grown from those situations, like we talked about. And it's, it's important to see that it's not just me saying this, but there's billions, you know, millions of people around the world that have gone through something similar. And so sharing that with the audience is a great feeling, a great idea, I think, that helps them to see that it's just not Bob out here doing a blah, 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 but he's got real guests that come in and have done similar scenarios and have, you know, overcome adversities, have seen the value of a positive perspective, understand the value of positive action in their life and can share that with others. Yeah. So those are great outcomes for, for your listeners. What has it done for you, like hosting a podcast? Um, worn me out, but no, (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, um, it's a chance to learn a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, you meet some great people from all over the world and that's been great because you definitely see a different perspective. You see a lot of similarities in what you do to what they do. Um, you have a lot of fun with people. I mean, that's how we met. Um, it's, it's a great, it's a piece of, it's a form of networking. It really is. The difference is you, you, can do it all over the world, you know, which is nice. Yeah, that's so good. So if you're not a writer, some of you are writers, and that that would be your your way to get your message out to the world, start a podcast, because it is a great way to meet new people. It's a great way to learn. I think it's free coaching, personally, uh, from each one of my guests, I get to learn something from each one of them, and uh, maybe even pass that on to the world. Um, And it is networking, you never know what a link to that person could turn into, um, a friendship or business or doing something together collaboratively to help the world. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Well, Bob, you've got the stage. How would you inspire a GFT listener today to not wait another day in inertia, but to get life momentum going in a transformational direction? You might have to pull out one of your books for this one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, wow, that's a long-winded question. Um, <clears throat> Let's go with this scenario or this, the answer to that might be, as we've talked about, let's go out there. First, you, you realize your value. And I think if we need to look intrinsically at ourselves, let go of the baggage we're carrying that we could have, should have, would have. Don't, don't do that to yourself. The past is a path. Past, we can't do anything about it. That page is turned. It's in the books. Now, what can we do from this point forward? Okay, we can do great things because we have that great value that we've been created with. What are those great values? If you need help with that, you can. There's all kinds of courses. There's all kinds of um, books out there that can help you to understand your strengths, your you know weaknesses, and focus on your strengths. The Strength Finders 2.0 is a great one. That's it's a quick reference. It gives you immediate strengths that you have, and it takes it. I think it's a 20 minute survey that you can do. And it, it gives you five key strengths that you have. Something like that can help somebody just to say, oh, wow, my value is with these. And once you see that, that light bulb comes on. <clears throat> okay. And once that light bulb comes on, 
your mind starts churning. How can I get there? How can I get there? You're not going to necessarily know the answer right off the bat. And that's okay. Keep that idea flowing. If something comes up, says, oh, well, you could try this. Go try that. Find out research about it. Don't assume anything. Remember, we talked about that too, but get the facts. Find out more information about that action you want to take. Is it going to harm you? Is it going to harm somebody else? Is it good for you? What? How much time will it take? Do you have to build certain strengths? Find that out so you, you have a good basis moving forward and then take start taking those actions. You don't have to eat the elephant all at one time. You can take small steps. I think that's critical for people to understand too. This isn't going to happen overnight. Okay, take those steps to achieve the dream vision you want. And, and we talked about this earlier too. write it down. What is that dream vision you want? You know, write it out, literally write it out. So you're reading it, you're writing it, you're reading it again in your head as you're writing it, you're hearing it, you're kinesthetically auditing. You know, you've got three different ways of learning right off the bat when you do that. Do that. So you have that in your mind and don't just write it once. That's fine re-reference it or write it down again, because that can change after a year. You know, what is that going to look like in a year? Um, and then go after the, like we said, take those steps that you want to see to make that happen. I think that's important for people to realize their great value, that they have the ability to take steps, positive steps in their life and move forward with that. It's, you know, no matter what happens and things are going to happen, you know, our, our bank account's going to go low, our bank account's going to go high okay, what are we doing it with it when we're low? Are we strong about it? Are we focused about paying the bills, keeping on a budget? And are we doing the same thing when we're, you know, our bank account may be high? Are we budgeting for giving some, setting up things that will help us in the future? You know, balancing that. It's not just go out and buy all kinds of stuff you don't need. Okay, so you can, you know, look at it that way. I think those are key things in our life for any type of encouragement in, you know, that, if you will, that pessimist, recovering pessimistic person, those are the keys that will help them to recover and see that hope, see that option. And you'll, you'll start to see those actions getting results. When you do, that builds that movie in your head that we can do this. We got this. And that hope is right there. And you see the real life examples. And that's what drives people forward. Yeah. You know, at the very beginning, you said, you know, realize your great value. And then very quickly, as soon as we start doing that, it's almost like our inner critic jumps in and goes, no, nah, you don't have any value, you know, right. or you're not, you're not very attractive, or you shouldn't even be sitting at this table, or you shouldn't be in your role, all that inner critic uh, brain shatter that that hurts yeah. us, you said, you got to let go of the past, if, if there's a listener that says, yeah, I really want to let go, but I don't, I don't know how to let go. I don't know how to self-forgive, you know, maybe some of the mistakes I've made in the past. What, how would you help that person start, you know, snipping that old backpack of rocks off and uh, be able to live in freedom into the future? Well, I mean, if you look at, read any biography, and there's some good examples of people that have gone through probably worse scenarios than you, realize they've been able to do that too, and let that go and slowly snip those things away. You can do that same thing. You know, <clears throat> none of us, you know, when we first learned how to ride a bike, I guarantee you, we didn't do it that well. I got scars on my knees, probably still prove it, but you know, we didn't do it that well. We learned 
we started to learn after we did it more and more. And that's what we can do in life. We can continue to take those actions. We'll start to balance a little better. All of a sudden we're flying down the road and, and you know, trying to race cars, thinking we can go faster than them because we're, we're able to make that balance and make that life achievement go forward. Those are, I think, some key things. We're not alone in this world. People have done this themselves. I won't say themselves, but with others and they've set examples by, by having those biographies written or writing them themselves, by giving examples. You can see on YouTube with people that give TED Talks, some of the things they've gone through. Um, there's a lot of examples out there. And knowing we're not alone is a big factor, I think, a big help for a lot of people to understand. Yes. You also bring up uh, StrengthsFinder 2.0. I love that book. I love uh, doing that survey with each one of my clients um, so I'm just interested about what do you know? Your, do you remember your top five or can you remember come up a couple of your five? Yeah. One of them is actually, um, encourager, <laughs> shocking, <laughs> you know, positive, you know, teacher. <laughs> so those were some of the ones that came up in mind. I forget that the other ones, but I do have them posted on a wall. That's not near me at this point, but it, um, yeah, I, I definitely had those posted. Yeah. One activity I like to do with, uh, with my clients with that after they get their printout is, um, you know, so because of your five strengths and there's 34 of them, by the way, listeners, yeah. if you haven't done this, so it really does nuance you into those five and like, wow, that is so me. Uh, it's not like the four personality types or the four of anything else. Right. And, uh, boy, you look at those and I say, what kind of uh, opportunities does that attract to you? Because you have those five and then I'll say, what kind of temptations do you get you know start sidetracking you because of those five because any strength overdone becomes yeah. a weakness right uh, and then i'll say so so what do you need from the people around you in order to live out your best strengths and that makes a really good team building you know hour when they all share with each other what they need from each other to live in their strengths so yeah i'm a big proponent of Strengths Finder. So there's a link, uh, Clifton Strengths, I think is where you get to it yeah. online. Just 20 bucks to, to get the top five. I think it's like 40 bucks to get all 34 ranked, but I don't know why you would need that. No, other, yeah, other than <laughs> you find out the five that are the lowest and like, oh, okay, that explains some things. <laughs> oh, and what's nice with it is they give you the five and they give you the opportunities you can gain from those as yeah. well as things you can work on. So you do have both sides of that coin. Yeah, that's why I would say get the book because there's yeah. there's a, a chapter on each one of the strengths and it comes up, like Bob said, with like 10 ways to keep that top of mind so you can yeah. keep making your strengths stronger. Yeah. Yeah, so good. You also said to write down your dream vision and build that movie. I really like that. Build that movie because you want your brain playing that story and not the negative story that we're, we're letting go of. So do you, do you have them just uh, like your clients, like just write that out? Um, do, do they, do you give them categories to say like, okay, what do you want your marriage to look like? What do you want your business to look like? Well, and the key thing is to start it. And I think, so I just say, <laughs> give me an ideal day. Start with a day. Nice. What does your ideal day look like? Write out that. And then I want you to do the week. And then let's do a month, see what that's going to be like. And you start, as they do it, you see that, you know, that light, that hope coming on that, wow, that's cool to see that. Just they, It's like they haven't visualized that or the fog is lifted off that idea that we can do this. And that's what I like to see is that, that hope, that opportunity that says, hey, this will work. And it's, it's been fun to watch some of the clients do this. And then 
how they integrated into their life. I coached one guy that was ready to hang up his business. And we did this. We started the scenario, had him reading some better books, turned off the TV. He literally disconnected his cable and started focusing on his personal growth and positive improvement. And that first year he made $60,000. Next year, he doubled that in his business. Next year, he doubled it again. He continued to grow. And it's, you know, the idea, he, I don't, I'll be my, I'm very modest with this, but he, he gives me a lot of credit for it. And that's, um, it's very nice, but he did the work and it's, um, you know, it's, I just showed him a path. And I think that's, what's invigorating for me is show somebody that path, that path of opportunity and hope. That's what it's about because we need that in our world so much today. And that's, that's really where I, I focus my strength on is, is encouraging people to take those actions towards that, that dream. And, you know, you'll get the results, but you got to be able to put the work in too. And, and as a coach, we can help to, to help you get through those steps because it's it, not always easy, but the end result is so awesome. And that's what we need to look at is look at the view from the mountaintop, you know, remember, that's what you want to, it's, you're not going to get there in a day, but you can get there and know that that's okay to have that vision. And you're going after that. And dream and dream bigger too. Like yeah. I was listening to a podcast where the the uh, the speaker was saying, you know, most of us dream too small, or we 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 set goals that we know we're going to hit anyways. Yeah. But if you really want to think bigger, like double whatever that vision is, like you said, like he he doubled his business and doubled it again. You know, if if he could think he could make 10 times that money, it would probably like blow his mind like what, you know, but when you start getting a bigger vision, you start leaning into it and you might you might not make the 10 times it, but you will make more because you're you're now have have you're starting to think of different systems, different processes like, wow, I'm gonna have to live my life differently to get there. And that's exciting. Yeah. And it's also, you know, a good thing because you're leaving behind the things that put you in a bad situation. Yes. So you're letting go of that stuff that you don't need in your life, you know, and it's that growth is tremendous. And like you said, that's what helps you to, to realize stepping up your game and the the value that offers. Yeah. And if, uh, you know, you probably heard it said that if you want to do something extraordinary, you've got to, uh, Uh, do extraordinary things like you can't be doing the same things the ordinary things that you've done before so yeah yeah. you always do what you always done you always there we go always got (laughs) (laughs) there it is thank you (laughs) you said it more eloquently (laughs) well last two questions bob what do you want to promote for our leaders personal leadership development and how can our listeners contact you well, they can contact me, like you said, through my website at bobbrumspeaks.com. I also have the encouragementengineer.com uh, where all the podcasts are listed. Um, for their personal growth, they can you know, check out the website. My books are available through Amazon as well, uh, as well as on my website, but I've got some free things out there. For people on this podcast, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. You send me an e- email that you have you know, listened to this podcast and send it to um, contact at bobbrumspeaks.com. I'll send you a free copy of my latest book, A Positive Purpose. Mm. So I'd, I'd love to do that for your audience. You know, let's get them engaged. Let's get them focused on taking that action, you know, and we can help them see that value within them to take that action and that value they have within themselves to achieve what they really want in their life. Well, thanks, Bob. That's very generous of you. So, so contact at Bob Brun 
bobbrumspeaks.com and he will send you his latest book positive purpose well thank you again bob it was a delight chatting with you today uh, keep making a difference and keep growing forward thank you paul i appreciate it thanks again so i have some takeaways from bob today uh, there are a whole bunch of them you know from the very top we talked about being a hope speaker and sometimes it's just sharing a smile you don't even get a chance to speak but the smile is contagious just uh just as is. Uh, then we talked about um, a very unique situation when you're grieving the loss of somebody. Value, uh, think about the value that you have from their life during that grieving process. It'll help you stay grateful and celebrate their life even more. Bob really is a proponent of you have great value and your value is way bigger than the situation or the negative circumstance that you're going through right now. So focus on that instead. And I love his definition of an assumption. It's thinking ahead of yourself. Don't do it, listeners. You've got, you probably don't have all the facts. So expand your knowledge before you make a judgment. The GFT podcast is all about putting practical tips from my guests into action for your personal leadership development. Remember, if you learn something and don't put it into action within 72 hours, there's that magic 72, those valuable gems start to slip out of your brain gradually until they lose their value to your life. And uh, just like Bob gave you a free gift, mine is uh, a little one sheet on crafting, casting, and carrying a compelling vision, whether that's for your own life or for your company or your department. I want to give you that one sheet by texting the word BEYOND to 72,000. It'll be a helpful, a helpful tool as a leader. So open a text to 72000 and type the word BEYOND. Thank you for listening to episode 15. Please spread the word about this podcast to the other Achiever friends in your life who are hungry to grow forward in their lives. And remember, you must lead yourself well before you can lead your team well. And until next week, keep growing forward. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Grow Forward Today. Remember to visit Paul's website for more tools that you can use at growingforwardservices.net. Join us again for another edition very soon on the Voice America Business Channel. 